Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Today is Wednesday, September 1st. What does that mean? Well, it is Mailbag Wednesday. We've got increasing amounts of content that we are beginning to produce because it's back to school. SB Live Sports, big focus on high school sports as well as what I bring you content and coverage and insight into the world of college and pro sports as well through guests on this podcast throughout the week. Today's, as I said, a mailbag Wednesday. We've had a number of good questions come in over the course of the last uh, week or so and wanted to get right to it. We've got four questions today. The first one is going to be from Ramsey in Vancouver, Washington. He says, the Kobe 6s are the best shoes that I ever have ever played basketball in. What are your favorite shoes to play in? And what shoes are your favorites just for knockaround? Well, Ramsey, uh, I would agree with you. The Kobe 6s are pretty dang good basketball shoes. I think the Kobe 5s, Kobe 6s that Nike came out with uh, were as good of basketball shoes as have, as Nike or any shoe apparel company has ever made. I remember um, getting boxes of those five or six different colorways, um, and they were they were a good enough shoe that you wanted. They were broken in the second you put them on your feet. They had tremendous traction. Uh, they looked great. Um, but for myself, somebody who was really hard on shoes, uh, I would I would kind of tear through those within a couple weeks. Um, and so looking back on all the boxes of, of shoes that Nike had sent me back then, um, I wish I would have kept, kept a couple pairs of those uh, just to have for, for nowadays. Because when you look at some of the sneaker resale websites, whether it's a StockX or whether it's an eBay, whether it's, you know, one of those other uh, shoe reselling um, websites, it's just mind boggling what some of those prices go for. You're looking at some of the Kobe sixes can go for as much as a thousand dollars. And I get it. There is a collectible aspect to the shoe market. Um, But when I look at basketball shoes, I look at them as something that, you know, uh, especially the Kobe six is something to play in. And it brings me a, a lot of memories like working out, preparing, um, really kind of grinding it out during different workout sessions, uh, you know, to keep my game at the peak level. Made the comment and made the uh, mention that, you know, I would wear those out in, in literally a couple weeks. Um, you know, and this is kind of uh, one of those things where I was really hard on shoes as a player. Um, you've seen over the last couple of years, you've seen, you know, Zion Williamson blow out a pair of shoes uh, through the toe box when he was at Duke. Shondi Brown did that uh, recently at Summer League, actually wearing a pair of uh, the Zions. Um, you know, I never blew out a pair of shoes like that, but I was uh, I, I was really hard on my shoes because I had different size feet, and that's a whole nother story onto itself. My left shoe. Um, I'm about a ten and a half. My right shoe should be a nine, um, but my feet are very wide, and so I would, because of 
the nature of how I play with stop starts cuts uh, I would be really hard on shoes and I would rip out shoes in the same exact spot regardless of make or model whether it was a pair of Nikes when I was uh, you know playing and training in the NBA or whether it's a pair of Adidas that I might have now um, just kind of you know with an occasional workout but I would say the Kobe 6, hands down, um, was my favorite shoe. I would agree with you on that. The other one that I really put towards the top of the list would be the Adidas Pro Model, um, the Superstar Pro Models. Those were phenomenal shoes. They were so good uh, back in about 2002 that I almost signed with Adidas instead of Nike as a rookie uh, because that shoe was so good. Um, I was a Nike guy pretty much throughout college obviously UW was Nike Gonzaga was Nike I started to develop a relationship with with a lot of the people at Nike when I was at Gonzaga and um, during that time of picking a shoe company uh, Adidas sent me a bunch of gear they sent me a ton of the pro models and they were such a good shoe that I almost signed with Adidas simply because of that shoe Um, as far as just best looking shoe uh, the Jordan 11, the patent leather Jordans, whether you go with the the white on white, um, whether you go with the white with the black patent leather, if you go with the all black, uh, to me, uh, those are probably the most iconic uh, and best looking shoe that I've, I've, I've ever had. Um, Jim from Des Moines, Iowa. Well, who is your favorite broadcaster seeing that you have made... Uh, quite a bit of progress of in your own broadcasting career over the last few years working for CBS Sports, Pac-12 Networks, ESPN at times, as well as Westwood One Radio during the NCAA tournament. Well, uh, appreciate the question. Uh, I've enjoyed really kind of growing my uh, broadcasting career and the opportunities that has provided me to stay close to the game and develop more friendships and grow my network within the game that's been uh really truly something that i appreciate and i enjoy uh i work really hard at it Uh, i hope that shows when uh somebody watches me on a game they they feel that i'm prepared that i've done my homework that i've talked to coaches on both sides of of uh of the bench during the game i've i've followed players i've uh really kind of studied the landscape of of that team of the league that they're in and and hopefully you know the overall landscape of college basketball as well so i've done my 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 due diligence to to improve in that area but there's still a long ways to go um to become uh, as good a broadcaster that i as i would like to be um i think when you look at how many broadcasters are out there there are some really good ones that that work on a regional stage um, there's some really good ones that work on the national stage. There's some ones that focus on the NBA. There's some that focus on college. You know, I think if you look at um, play-by-play guys, um, I think the the couple guys that uh, I first off, I love working with Greg Heister um, as a play-by-play guy regionally here in the Northwest. We do games for Gonzaga uh, on the KHQ local TV station as well as with. Um, Root Sports. I work with him uh, quite frequently for for Pac-12 networks. So regionally, I love working with Greg. He he is great. He's got high energy, um, and he he does a really good job of of 
you know, being prepared and understanding the game and, and what's important about that particular game. I think nationally, some of the guys that, that I've really w- enjoyed working with and that I would say were are some of my favorite partners on the play-by-play side while I'm an analyst, uh, Rich Waltz would be one. He's uh, a guy that I've worked with extensively at CBS Sports Network. Uh, he's got a tremendous background, in particular with with baseball. Uh, he was the the lead play by play commentator uh, for the Florida Marlins for a number of years. He's been involved with Major League Baseball Network as well as some other teams such as the Mariners. But he is a consummate pro. He does a tremendous job, whether it's um, you know working with myself with basketball. Um, he does football. He does baseball. Uh, he's well-rounded. The other favorite broadcaster I've had a chance to work with a number of times is Kevin Kugler on Westwood One Radio. We've called college basketball games together. He actually now calls uh, the final four games and including the title game. Um, so he's, I guess you could say, their number one um, play-by-play guy for Westwood One. But he calls NFL games. Uh, he calls college football, college basketball college i mean he is well-rounded does a number of different things but on the analyst side you know somebody that has the same role that i do of trying to bring the action to life and explain the why and the how not just the what happened uh jay billis to me is great um i've had a chance to get to know jay over the years and he's been helpful um he's watched my reels and, and given me feedback. He's, you know, kind of given me some advice on on the the industry and things to look out for, things to do, but you know, I still enjoy watching and listening to his broadcast because he does a great job of informing the listener of the what or excuse me, the how and the why that just happened. Um and he also does a nice job of of weaving in uh, experiences and memories and uh, history of the game. He does that all at the same time of, of being opinionated just enough to let you know how informed he is and that he cares about the game of college basketball. Uh, I think, unfortunately, in this day and age of, of broadcasting and sports media, um, it's it, it can be important or it can be something that gets you to the next level is having a hot take. Uh, and there's there's a point of of being opinionated and being knowledgeable, but not going over the top. And I think Jay does a tremendous job of of being informed, of being imp- opinionated, but not going over the top. Um, and his knowledge of the game is is second to none. His network and his contacts, so that the information and the intel that he gets is second to none in the league in in college basketball as well. So next question will be Pete from Mississippi. Scorebook Live, SB Live. We have moved into Mississippi over the last year or so covering high school sports. Glad to see that uh, we're getting some followers on the ISO uh, sending us some questions our way. So appreciate you for that, Pete. Favorite memory of being on a team? Wow, that's uh, that's a loaded one. That's a, That's a really good question. Um, you know, you can look at this in a number of different ways. Um, you know, I, I kind of split it from into, into, for myself, uh, college, because that was where kind of my greatest 
individual accolades as well as team accolades probably occurred was in the college uh, game. But then also, you know, just favorite memory of being on a team as a kid. You know, the first time you're on a team as a kid is is special. Uh, I started as most kids do, started off by playing soccer and t-ball. Uh, those are the, the two easiest sports to kind of become uh, part of a team. And I think my very first memory of being on a team would have been growing up in the Portland area, uh, playing for Montevilla Soccer Club. And this would have been, geez, I'd probably five years old, I would imagine. And I remember clearly an enormous rainstorm coming through uh, the Portland area. And anybody that lives in in the Northwest knows this is normal. (laughs) And that's one reason I live on the east side of the state now in in Washington is just got so sick and tired of the rain and the gray all the time. But I, I remember an enormous rainstorm came through and our soccer field where we played all of our games and had most of our practices was, you know, in August, early September was green um, or might even be a little bit browned out through the, the, the dryness of the end of the summer. But I remember a rainstorm came through and we had a soccer game and the rainstorm just kept going and going. And by the end of the game, the literally three quarters of the field was a mud puddle. And I'm five, five, five years old or so at this time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now. And I remember this very cr- clearly just how much fun that I had being on a team uh, with my buddies at the time, just playing in the mud, thinking we were playing soccer. But in all actuality, we were just trying to run around and, uh, you know, kick each other in, in the mud puddles. So that would have been my first memory of being on a team. Um, and the kind of camaraderie and joy that it brought me at the time. Uh, you know, at the college level, I think my favorite memory, I guess I'm kind of changing this a little bit. You have a first memory of being on a team, but then my favorite memory of being on a team, um, there's in college, I had so many, both at UW and my freshman year, we made the Sweet 16, uh, and then at Gonzaga when we went to the NCAA tournament both times. But, you know, I, I think winning the conference tournament my junior year at Gonzaga at USD um, when we beat Santa Clara to go to the NCAA tournament might have been my favorite memory of being on a team at the college level and the reason why would be um, you know Gonzaga had the previous two years gone to this elite eight kind of made that imprint on the national stage then they went to the sweet 16 then my junior year um that I'm talking about that team and that memory, um, we were on the fringe of, of making the tournament or not. And we were on the fringe for a couple of reasons. Um, we, we lost a, a game or two early in the non-conference that we should have won. Uh, I ended up getting hurt and missing nine games uh, in kind of late November to, to mid-December. And in those games, we went five and four. And so um, we needed to win the conference tournament to guarantee ourselves uh, a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. And we we knew that we had a good enough team to make some some noise in the NCAA tournament to win a game or two, uh, but we knew we were on the fence uh, and that we had to win the tournament. We came out uh, aggressive. We came out kind of with that uh, attack mentality that Coach Few always talks about, and we were able to, to come away with 
uh, three wins and three nights, which is what they did back then in the WCC. You played back-to-back-to-back nights where now you know you, you get a break or you get a bye early um, if you were one of the top two teams in the league. So uh, that would be a favorite memory of mine being on, on a college basketball team. Just the excitement that we had after we won the WCC championship tournament against a really good Santa Clara team. But it, the excitement just was overwhelming because we were on the fence um, throughout the whole league season and throughout the conference tournament. We knew we had to win that. So Pete from Mississippi, I appreciate the question. Uh, appreciate uh, a lot of the mailbag questions that have come in over the last week. We were going to continue to get to as many as we can over the next couple of weeks with our Mailbag Wednesday episode. So for Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, this has been the ISO. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.